Hey folks, it's your girl Franny. Please excuse my voice, I do have a cold. Um, on this episode, I'm very excited because I get to talk to two childhood friends. Lisa, who is a friend of the podcast always, and Alice Stone, who is a near and dear friend of mine from childhood. And we had a very open and candid conversation about anxiety and depression and what does that look like in our relationships and do our partners need to help us. I sat them down next, a million questions. And I appreciate everybody's honesty and vulnerability and sharing their story. I also want to note that none of us are therapists, but all of us have gone to therapy and we would be happy to help anyone make the decision to go to therapy. Please feel free to contact me. I have a list of black therapists because I believe all of that is important. Also, please remember that you can leave a voice note on the Anchor app. You can contact me through Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at in true Franny fashion. Let's hear the chat. All right. Hey, folks. It's Franny from in true Franny fashion. Per usual, I'm here with a lot of friends who are afraid that you can hear them eating or drinking. So just ignore it like you do when we do in my house. Because today we're trying to be a little bit more professional and everybody has a mic. We have babies in the background, too. We're all mothers, working moms in here and stuff. So it is what it is. Today... The episode is really exciting for me, and it's one that I've been trying to book for, what, about a month now? Yeah, about a month. For about a month, um, and we're going to be talking about mental health issues and how they affect relationships. So with me today is Lisa. Hello. You guys, she's a friend of the podcast. You guys should know her by now. If you don't know her, you need to listen to episodes. One through all of them. One through all of them. <laughs> One through all of them to get familiar with Lisa. And we have a very special childhood friend of mine that I haven't seen in over, what, 10 years? 10 years. In wow. person, we haven't seen each other in over 10 years. Yeah. We've seen each other through Facebook. I haven't seen his kids, wife, and all that. Yep. Mr. Ellis Snow. Hey, people, it's Ellis Stone, but I'll give you a Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why did I write this wrong? <laughs> and that was before the alcohol. You saw I, it on I, the notes, I, I, too. I'll give you a Let's start with what I start with every time. Lisa, age and relationship status? 33 and single. Ellis, age and relationship status? 32 and really married. And I am hella ignorant because Mike the sound guy is in the background somewhere. Yep. He's here. He doesn't have a mic. You know he'll chime in when he has to. He'll rip a mic off of my chest if he has something really important to say. How old are you? Old. That's 30 something. And he's married. Right? Very married. So we are with two married. (laughs) Don't so excited. We are here with two married men. And I am Franny. I am 31. And I'm single as fucking fuck. I'm looking. I'm trying. But it ain't working. So I'm going to continue to do me. Um, And let's get started. So the reason I started, I wanted to make this episode happen with Ellis because Ellis is very open on social media about his battles with mental health and like his battles with his emotional state and he's very open and honest and candid and people gravitate towards that. So my podcast, I think, you know, we're silly, we're funny, we're ratchet, but I also, I think there's a level of like we are trying to figure out whatever our issues are. That's 100%. the reason the podcast started is because my friends would come, we vent, we cry, we laugh, we make fun of each other, we fight, yep. but it's about growth. It's about what, what, what are we walking away from the conversation with? So 
I thought it was important to have you here, especially a man. A man. Yeah. A black man. Big, no, I definitely appreciate it. That's why actually my uh, Instagram page is called Finding Ellis because I'm still in the process of finding myself. Figuring it out. Figuring it all out. So thank oh, you That's why y'all can follow him. At Finding Ellis on Instagram. Yeah. Don't DM him though. He ain't want no girlfriend. Nah, you got a wife. You had a wife about business. I got a wife wife. Wife wife. Wife wife. Um, tell me a little bit more about your story. You've so, been married for how long? So I've been with the love of my life for 13 years. Oh, he's so cute. I can't stand that. I love it. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, this bottle is looking got, so good. We got, uh, third, I mean, we got three kids together. We got a 12, 11, and a nine-month-old. Um, hey, baby. congratulations. Um, and yeah, man, I'm just a man trying to figure out who I am. And in the process of it, I kind of figured out I was dealing with something mentally. Uh, went to go talk to somebody like I suggest everybody does and, you know, it comes to find out I do have depression, I do have anxiety, and I'm just really open in sharing my my struggles, my battles, and my ups and downs in my life. Was there a um, a specific moment or something happened that made you make the movement to go see a therapist? Yeah, so I could actually remember it clearly. Uh, after work, I was like, I'm going to take my family out to eat. We went to Cheesecake Factory because they all like it. My favorite. And everybody was happy. My son. <laughs> I don't go on dates enough. My favorite. <laughs> my son was really happy because he just met Marcus Smart from the Celtics, and everybody's really happy, and everybody's so joyful, and I'm not. My my mood was just so angry and sad and down, and and I could see the look on my kids' eyes, and I could see the look on my wife's eyes, and how my mood is affecting them. And mm -hmm. at that moment, I was like, I need to go talk to somebody because this is not good for not only me. But it's not good for my kids. Lisa, have you done therapy? I have. Uh, was there a specific moment that made you go to therapy? Yes. I felt like I was almost drowning by myself. Yeah. And there were just a lot of changes going on. Um, I was also in a not so healthy relationship where it kind of, when that ended, I kind of sat to myself and was like, who am I? What am I doing? Why do I feel like this? And I went, and it was well, really, really, really good for me. As a friend to the both of you, I words cannot express how incredibly proud I am. Thank it's you. not easy to admit. The first time I ever went to the, the first and only time, I'm actually in the work of finding uh, the perfect black therapist for me. That's awesome. Shout out to my boo Sherry for sending all the recommendations and stuff. But um, the first time I ever went, it was the feeling of not being able to parent my daughter. Yep. Like I was so into my own emotions and being so under a rock that I wasn't getting up to cook. I wasn't getting up to make sure, like I would be like, oh yeah, get dressed. Oh yeah, you look fine. But I wasn't making sure that she was like at a hundred, which is what I usually do. That's when I was like, ooh, it can affect me. The moment it affects her, we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, so, yeah, that's the first time I went to therapy. So kudos to all of us for going to therapy. That's a yes. great thing. <laughs> that's what we're trying to promote here today. Um, so you say you were diagnosed with that anxiety? Anxiety and depression. And depression. Yes. Is it like, because mine is minor. Mine's extreme. Extreme. How do you and your wife work through the dark times? It's hard. And, uh, you know, she's really understanding and she's there for me. I wish as she much. was here. I should have, I should have, I should have so brought many her questions thinking for her. about it. I don't care uh, about you. I want to yeah, talk to her. She, how, uh, how does she deal with you? She, she's really understanding, but I, I know it affects her. Even when she doesn't tell me it affects her. Mm -hmm. I could just see it in her face because from the outside in, it's kind of hard to help your loved one when they're dealing with it, especially because she's never dealt with it herself. Mm. 
So she doesn't have a firsthand experience with it. But she tries her best to help me. She talks me through it. She was actually really uh, vocal about me going to get help. Good. Even so, before so she I, was a motivator. Yeah, even before I decided to get help. She was just like, you right. need to go talk to somebody. Um, you need to do it for you. You need to do it for me. You need to do it for everyone. But most specifically you. You have to love yourself enough to go do it. And me being the stubborn man I am, at first I was like, nah, I don't need it. Until that, that, that day happened. But... She's been right by my side, and you know, some days I look at her, I'm like, you should just leave, because I feel bad for the ups and the downs. Mm -hmm. And, the and that sucks. That sucks that like uh, having something like depression, which it's like any other illness, right? Yep. It's just in your head. It's, it's like having a broken leg. Like, mm -hmm. would you condone your wife leaving over a broken leg? No. no. It's healing. You're a jerk. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. It's healing, yep, but 100%. like you're healing. So yeah. it's like, don't do that to her anymore. Don't tell her she should leave. Don't look at her and have those thoughts. Just be grateful. No, like, 100%. No. Now this is my emotional thought. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're being a whole girl. No, <laughs> a whole girl. no but it's, it's uh, you know, she's my rock. And I tell her that all the time. Like without her, my kids supported me. I don't know how I would go get through it because I've always loved them, and I always loved my wife, but I, it took me a while to start loving myself. Mm -hmm. Right. So I needed that anchor to keep me forward, and, you know, she's been a heaven sent. Letha. Hey. What about you? When dealing, I, I know you said your therapy came after a really bad relationship, but within one, did you ever feel the need to go for yourself or maybe to help a partner? I have been in, a, in relationships where my partner has suffered from severe anxiety and depression. Um, I didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. I used to get mad at it. I couldn't fix it, which was part of my frustration. Um, I overlooked it sometimes as, and this is, it's a learning process. It's a case of where I used to just be like, you're just not like motivated to do anything. Yeah. And it mm. became like. Um, Was you resentful? You yeah. yeah. Resentment. Yep. Yep. And then I had to learn that it wasn't that. It was like this is a real, real thing. You know what I mean? That and it I was have affecting. to. Yes. And I and I have to figure it out because if I love this person, I can't make them feel like their one safe place is like the re like the rest of the world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I had to find a way to make it okay, at least in the space with me it was draining that's what i find hard and i think this is why i wanted to have this conversation i think a lot of things sound very romantic like i love that you're saying my wife is my rock i love that you're saying if i love this person i'm gonna work at it but the reality is it's it's, it's not easy not at all right like again if we're gonna compare it to a broken leg like your house is not handy cat proof Right, so now you're dealing with a wheelchair and how to maneuver it and fit it into your house and your life. It's the same thing. It, like it's messy. Right. It's it's messy. and it's gonna be a lot of fuck up. So like, how do you guys? How does an argument? And I used this example earlier when we were talking off 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 air because we're professional here. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna buy an on air sign by the way. Um, when we we're talking off air, and, and there was also an example when I was talking to Mike. It's when do I, as a partner with someone who has depression or anxiety know that it's that or when they're just being a dick, right? Like, if you don't take out the trash, Yo, you can look at babe and be like, babe, mm -mm. I'm having a rough you, day. And when is she supposed to call you out on your bullshit? And when is she supposed to be, like, supportive? And what does support also... It's like a two-part question. 
support looks different, right? Sometimes she has to be tough on you, and sometimes she has to, like, catch you. I could admit something on this podcast I never really told anybody. I got to a span of depression at one point that I didn't work for almost two years. No, and I, she held you down. She held me down. I would have left you. But after, the, <laughs> after like, the, the two years, she looked at me and was like, yo, you need to... Step up. Handle your business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She yeah. allowed me to decompress and, and do what I need to do. But then I think I needed that. So it's a, it's a fine balance. Where Were you like, working on it though at that time? I, I wasn't working on getting a job. I was working on getting myself Yourself. together. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's different. no, but, but it, wasn't, it wasn't as good as it could be. I didn't go to therapy. I was just right. kind of like trying to mentally figure shit out. But, but Self-healing. That's, that's when it comes to how much you really care about your partner to learn what their triggers are to just look at them and be like you're you're in that space you know what i mean like i think it takes a lot of learning and growing in a partnership right to understand that when your partner says not right now or you notice certain behaviors you pick up on it and then there's the understanding when to catch and, and understanding when to be in like I don't care yeah. it's gonna get done you know what I mean she, so she, it's all about learning and, and, and understanding and your sometimes partner. that push is what they need when she looked at me and I could see that she was the one paying the bills and she was struggling and I never had a hard time getting a job so it wasn't even like I was like struggling to get a job it was just like I wasn't you were struggling to function function and when I seen it in her face like yo I'm tired basically right because when it first happened she was like get your stuff together you don't gotta worry about it. I got us whatever but when I seen that tiredness on her face, that frustration on her face, and and I remember I got the job and I was like, I'm not gonna go. And she looked at me and was like, Nah, you going? Nah, you going? I handled this. She dropped me off right in front of the door, like you going? She right in front of you going? She put a suit on you and yep, kicked you off you the car. Yeah, you handling your business right now, and and that's what I needed. Like she forced me to do that, but it was after two years, and I, I I'm still I'm working on it, but I still feel guilty about those two years, right? The word guilty, I think is. Negative. It's not not that it's negative. It, you're not being fair to yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that the fact that you knew that you were going through that and you grew expressed from it, it and you expressed yourself yeah. and all these great things came out of that moment. I understand why as a partner you would feel guilty, but at the same time, like it's you have to kind of let it go in a way nah, because if yeah. not, it's you're. You're yeah. gonna always have that, even though you, you you hold it over your own head. Yeah, she exactly. Doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't. She doesn't even bring it up. She doesn't bring she, it up at all. You know all. why? Because to her, she did what a partner is supposed to do. Yeah, she held me to down. To be there. And, uh, yep. Do you ever fear that you would stop doing the work if if, if she wasn't around? Yeah. That's scary to me. It's me. It's just to be real, and I'm gonna be real transparent with y'all. Like I'm mm-hmm. still working on loving myself. So my strength and my my ability to keep forward it comes from her and my children. Mm-hmm. Like I know what type of man I would be right now if it wasn't for them. We talked about it. Yeah, I know what type of man I'd be, and it wouldn't be a good dude. Right? Bueno, yeah, right? so, <laughs> so they give me my strength, and they are my GPS to like, yo, you need to not be that person. So definitely, she wasn't around. I already know, and I'm still working on loving myself enough that that's not the case. Well, that's my hope for you. My hope yeah. is that no matter who's in the picture or not, you fight for you. Yeah. Um. I think with me, mine, um, my depression came after a really bad incident of yep. abuse, which someday I'll be brave enough to talk about on the podcast. But, and it became, you remember you said seasonal depression mm-hmm. for you, it's, it's a big thing that's for you. Yeah, real. That's real. He hates being cold. That, no, it's real. Yeah. I, with me, uh, T 
TMI, but fuck it. It's in true Franny fashion. Yeah. It's very much around my period because abuse happened during my period. Yeah. So I can sense like the black cloud coming. The cloud. That's Desperately. Real. Like I can yeah, feel real. it. Nothing makes me smile. My kid will show me that she got an A and I'm like, good job. Yeah, yeah. I don't even celebrate the way that I do. Like, gotta go through the motions with it. I, and yeah. I just have to deal. And so the therapist, you know, talk to me and I, so then when I'm dating, I yeah. come with that disclaimer. Yeah. I say, hey, once a month, if I get a period, if I don't, I might be okay. I might not. I might be crazy. Here's what I want you to do. Do you feel like you need to give your wife kind of like Hands a little up. cheat sheet of she like. She knows me at this point. We've been together for 13 years. So but, she, but when you first started doing the homework, were you Yeah, yeah. I had to explain to her. But the funny thing is a lot of times when I tell her, she like, I already knew that. Mm-hmm. Like she knew when mm-hmm. my mood switched, Aww. even before I you knew. Baby. So even <laughs> before, yeah, even before I know when I'm about to like turn, she already knows. Like she can, she knows everything she about me. Yeah, she recognizes my triggers. She recognizes like, yo, for example, we can go out. Part of depression is not just about being sad; it's about mood swings, mm-hmm. right? We can be out, and she knows when I'm about to have one of those mood swings, or I'm about to, I could potentially create situations when mm-hmm. we out and about mm-hmm. and she'll just grab my arm and look at me because she knows even before I know I might do something stupid or whatever. So I'm lucky enough that I'm in a situation where she at some point knows me better than I know myself. Mm-hmm. And she's able to kind of like, hey, stop, chill, relax. Do you ever feel like that's so much homework for her? 100%. 100%. But so what do we do to help her relax? I hope you're sending her on a oh, little nah, vacation like, by herself every, <laughs> every year. Just to be real, like, 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 yo, I don't... Kids. Like me, like for her, she, she can get anything or whatever she wants from me. She knows that. And that's what I love about her too. She has my debit card right now, but she don't go spend it. She, she just does what she got to do for it. Like she, 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 but she, 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 I try to do what I can to, to make it easier for her. And it's not. In every sense of the way. Yeah, in every sense of the way. What right. if she came and said to you, I feel low and I feel down? I would try to get her to help. Like, cause I know, I know how it feels to be lonely. And that's why I talk about stuff on air or online or whatever, because being depressed with nobody to guide you is scary, man. It's hard. It's mm-hmm. you feel by yourself, and that yo, she's when I say she's my world, she's my everything. So if she's struggling, I'm struggling. So if she ever came to me was like, I need help or I need whatever, I'm gonna drop everything that I can and I'm gonna make sure she's good because she's done it for me. Is right? your therapist black? I she's think black. it's important. Yeah, to say she's that. black. He's black. He's black, and it say helps. It louder. Me. Right. My therapist is black, and it helps because you have somebody that can relate to you. I'm not saying a white therapist wouldn't be able no, to. No, they're but capable. They I, I can look know at this you. man and be like, you experience some of the same stuff. You can stuff code switch in the yeah. middle of the appointment and say nigga. Oh, yeah, code, yeah. code switch is definitely. <laughs> it's a real thing. It's an yeah. art. You should oh, teach I it know. to your kids. I know code it's switch an is art. real. Yeah, It'll get you away in the mm-hmm. streets and in the corporate world. Um, Lisa. <laughs> I thought I was funny. I have an audience. <laughs> um, do you said sometimes it was draining. Mm-hmm. And obviously you're not in that relationship because I know you too well. <laughs> Did walking away ever make you feel guilty? Absolutely. Knowing what you know. Absolutely. It was my, my number one fear was... How is she going to function on her day-to-day without me? And... It was a, one of the reasons why, why I held on for so long was because 
it wasn't that like I'm in love with you. It was more like I'm your friend and I really care about your mental yeah, health yeah, yeah. and I really know all the homework that you put in. But I also know that nobody knows you like I do. And it's that's what scares me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I had to learn to just, it's not my. It's not you cross the bears. Not, not exactly. Exactly. So it was hard. It's crazy because she tells you. I want you to not feel guilty and don't use the word guilty. And here she is. Yeah. But I had, to let, I had to let it That's go. That's all of us, though. You we know, just like really I, can't yeah. take the same advice. Guilt just means that there's an affection and there's a real care for that person. Right. When you, it's not it's when not. When you care for somebody, they become part of you. So you're just like, yeah. I don't want anything bad to happen. And if I'm the cause of it or I think I'm the cause of it, it's going to put a strain on me. And, and it's something we all got to get past. Can I ask you guys both a question? Yes. If you were to give someone in your position one solid advice on how to deal with mental health issues mm -hmm. in a partner like one key token that'll get the ball rolling or yep. put things into perspective what would that piece of advice be uh don't be too hard on yourself and it sounds easy but it's not when you're beating yourself up you're not doing anything but bad for you and her because if I'm beating myself up about my mental illness, right, you're making it worse. And you end up digging yourself deeper into that hole. Because you have the voices in your head telling you that everything's bad. And then you go around and be like, oh, I'm the worst. She should never be with me. I'm not good enough for her because I have this. It doesn't do any good. So you, you got to stop being so hard on yourself and come to the realization that I have a disorder. I have an illness. And I have to get help for it. Beating yourself up is not going to do anything but good. Do you take medicine for it? No, I don't. Is that by choice or is that? It's by choice. It's by choice. Yeah, same. They uh, gave me um, they gave low me the dosage option. antidepressants and I was like, uh. Nah, I've, I've heard too much bad stuff. But I'm, some people are great with it, but I know people that are horrible. Seeing mm -hmm. stuff went crazy with it. So I was just like, I got kids in the house. If it was just myself, I'll take that risk. Yeah, I took, I took, I took the med and I slept for over 15 hours. Yeah, and I'm a home kid. mom. I was lucky she was like eight or nine yeah. and could make herself food. But I was like, oh, this is not responsible. Yeah, I can't do that. No. This therapist didn't look into. The, did you read your notes, sir? Yeah. I have a whole daughter. <laughs> I, I gotta be functioning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then now I flip the question to you, um, Lisa. In your shoes, which you dealt with, with your therapy separately from a relationship but you were in a relationship where that person whether they got it or not should have had therapy or has some type of anxiety what would be your your advice as a partner to people that are listening on how to handle someone who has any type of mental illness or condition i don't know if i'm saying the you proper term i'm not saying the proper medical terms like i'm think, not a doctor either. i think any of us are but whatever for me, um, it was learning and learning myself and keeping myself sane, making sure that I was okay so I could be her okay. So yeah, for me, that was my main thing. And it was also a case of picking and choosing my battles. That's important. Um, as much as, as a partner, you wanna be there every single time, every single time, it's also not healthy. Um, I kind of, there were kind of moments where I kind of, this is going to sound so bad, but I kind of let her just fall because if I enabled, I don't even know if that's right, like if I caught her every time, 
is the reason why I was scared to walk away because there was never really a situation where she like could handle it on her own. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it's the equivalent of your wife allowing one more month yeah, without that yeah, job after two years. It's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. But there's a saying though that my mother used to tell me is you can't take care of anybody if you don't take care of yourself. Absolutely. So that, was a, that was a good thing for you to do because yeah. it's like, if I'm drained and I'm destroyed. Can't pour from I an can't help. Cup. I can't yeah. help her. Exactly, exactly. Can't pour from And an then it, it, it turned into frustration and, and getting mad and, yeah. and just, you know, like, and it was, it, I, yeah. You're speaking more to where I thought the podcast was going to go, which is fine. Like, the podcast yeah. always takes a snake different. <laughs> U-turn, backtrack, whatever. Um, when I think about relationships, I always think about the partnership dynamic. I'm very aware that it's not 50-50, that there's days that we give 80 and somebody else gives 20, and mm -hmm. that there's days where you give 100 and that person just can't function today, whether mental illness, physical, or they're just having a fucking rough day. I, what I was trying to ask you guys is, how does the relationship function within knowing that there's depression and, like, you know what I mean? I don't know if I'm wording this right. I don't know if I can even express the question that I'm asking. But like, since I was diagnosed, I haven't been in a relationship. Yep. So I, I haven't experienced what it looks like to deal with my shit while dealing with a partner. Yeah, yeah. So I, I what do arguments look like? So, so the thing is, like, I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna put myself straight out there. Yesterday I had a so bad, what we do in true had, had bad episode yesterday. I blew up on my kids because oh, I'm so small, okay. and that's part of it too. Like, I, I can't. My mood swings are really bad. And my wife was, my wife was really honest with me. She was like, sometimes it's hard to talk to you about stuff because we don't know how your emotions are gonna be. Mm. Right, so I feel like it's sometimes almost like you're walking on eggshells yeah, all yeah, the time. Exactly. I'm sorry. No, 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 that's exactly what it is. So it, it's it's you're the opposite of what yeah, it is. Yeah, so it's good that y'all. So it, it's it's a it's a learning part. Like we've been together 13 years and we still learning this stuff. Because she was like, sometimes I don't know what I can tell you when something's bothering me. That's what that's what worries yeah. me is that if I was in a relationship with you, yeah, and lucky hello, um, <laughs> if I was in a relationship with you. It would be so hard for yeah. me to be me because I don't know what's going to bother you. Yeah. So what are the expectations set up around this? What are we doing for me to be at a hundred and for you to be know, okay not I think being the, okay? Mm -hmm. I think the fact that you already know yourself and how you deal with things on your own is a plus walking into a relationship because mm. you can tell the person, look, I want to be with you. This is me. There's going to be days like this. There's going to be days like, like this. It's harder when you're with a partner that doesn't know what's going on and you're both trying to figure it out at the same Which time. Which is you. It was, so we've been together since I was, what, 19? She was 17, right? So we both Peak very much growing shit. up together. Yeah. Peak of not knowing so, A lot of things. Yeah, when you think all you all know shit, but you don't know nothing. Right? Yeah. So... so we grew together and we still didn't really know nothing. And, and, and the fact that, like, I realized at like 30, like, yeah, I got this thing called depression. And she kind of knew something was wrong years before that. We kind of grew together. But what helped us is because we've been together so long, she knows my mood swings. She knows my ups. She knows my downs. But when we had that honest conversation yesterday, she was like, sometimes I don't know what I can say to you. I caught myself saying, well, you could just say whatever to me. But I she know can't. I she can't. I it'll think you're amazing it's for acknowledging all of these things. And I can almost guarantee you. you that your relationship is 10 times more solid now than, anybody than else ever, yeah, ever. Yeah. And uh, 
And I caught myself. I caught myself this morning, like, yeah, you're full of shit. Like, she, you know, you can't. <laughs> she can't, she can't <laughs> just say, because I, I know. know I yeah, yeah. And I, I haven't seen you in ten years, yeah, my dude. Like, and so, I know she so can't I, just. I know. So I, that's something. <laughs> she got to sit you down. Yeah, yeah. She got to talk to you. Yeah. So what have, has happened the whole exactly. day? Exactly. So I have to. I have to like work on that as well. And I like I go back and I think about not even just her. Like my family sometimes will keep stuff from me because they don't know how to react. So like I know for myself, I have to like work on that. I gotta have her be comfortable enough to tell me whatever, yeah. right? But it's still a work in progress. It's Do you ever different. feel like your depression or anxiety, and this can go for all of us at yeah. the table or on the controllers? Do we ever feel like our emotional state affects um, how good of a friend, partner, yeah. yes. it can be. Hell yes. Yeah. So do you, do Hell you, yeah. do you, like, I choose not to give advice yeah. when I'm in my own shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I know, like, people come to me for, I'm kind of cool. I'm the worst. People <laughs> come to me for advice. I give advice. I'm really awful at applying it to my own mm -hmm. life. That's why my life is shit. But I'm really good at advice. But like, when I'm in that state, I literally have to look at my friends and they probably haven't realized that. I just give them the, do what you think is yeah. best. Mm -hmm. I'm the worst and I friend hate ever. saying that. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, you know, we grew up with some dude. He had to check me. He was like, bro. I'm, I was such a good friend. He said, I'm disappointed. I like them both, by the way. I dated them both. I'm disappointed in you. I was like, well, I was head. like, bro, we, that's, that's like my brother. That's not just friends. We've been yeah. in war together. That's my bro. Like, we've been in everything together. He said, bro, we haven't seen each other in six years. Mm. He said, I'm disappointed in you because I hit you up. Mm. I check on you. And you don't even give it an effort. And yo, that, it hurt me because I started getting defensive. Like, bro, I got my own stuff, whatever. But I'm like, bro, you got people that love you and you letting your mental health and your issues affect you. Because sometimes You're like, even off. doing this is hard for me. Mm -hmm. Like not, not, not saying what's on my mind, but like just getting out the house to yep. get here. So mm -hmm. I always use that excuse. And then when he checked me, I was like, yo, I'm really a bad, like I'm really being a bad friend. I have my own stuff, but the people I love have issues they, that they might need me to help them with. Mm -hmm. too. So I'm going to so reword this for mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Stop saying you're a bad friend. Okay. You're a good friend. Yeah. You're going through your shit. That's that's what right? it is. Yeah. You're lucky to have good friends in your life. Yes. That remind you yeah. that you're such a good friend that they miss you. Because if you were a whack friend, they wouldn't reach that's out. True. That's so true. So stop taking away credit from who you are and what Thank you stand you. for, Thank brother. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. Like I'm happy invite him for Christmas. That, the fuck? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy he did that because you need people like that. Like he checked the shit out of me. He was like, bro, I'm disappointed. Like I'm not gonna let you do that. He even took it so far, like he came to my job and was like, yo, we chilling. That's dope. And we chill. And ever since that, we've been chilling. Like, yeah. And, and so we stuff. all know the conversation that like black men are not taking care of their mental health. Hundred percent. It's not. It's not supported by the community, and it's looked upon and frowned upon, and almost like looked at weak. I think we are in the process of disarming that. Definitely. Crushing those walls and saying, "Brother, go get help." And and brother, I need you to be a better father. And you're yeah. hurt because you didn't have a father. You're hurt because yeah. this happened. Let's acknowledge it. Um, what would your advice be to yourself yeah. when you were in denial? That you're, As a black man. That you're doing more harm than good by not getting help. And you're not weak because you're not getting help. I mean, you're not weak to get help. It's actually the opposite. It takes a lot of strength, a lot of courage to admit that you have this issue. Mm -hmm. To admit that you need somebody outside of yourself to help you. Um, self-medication self doesn't -medication. work. And honey, honey, oh, trust me, man. Work. Like, honey, weed, alcohol. Like, self-medication is it, what our community chooses. But you got to remember why, therapy. though. It's not. Yeah. So if people say it's... it's so we self-medicate because that's what we're taught from our peers, the people we mm -hmm. grow up with. But you got to understand, in the black, not only the black, but the Spanish community as well, 
we have a lot of things. I consider it all one. Yeah, all one. Yeah, right. Means. Y'all, y'all, y'all just had a different boat stop. That's all it is. That's it. So you gotta understand, we got that outside community. That's all. We always feel like it's against us, right? We we'll always have to fight mm-hmm. our way through life to try to make things better for ourselves. Okay. So then we have that outside aggression. So we feel like we have to be the toughest so Tough. we don't break. Mm-hmm. And then we also have our peers telling us that we do have to be like that. You can't be weak, right? You got to be out there and be that man. You got to be out there and be that provider. You got to be that dude. You can't let nobody break you. So you have the outside world pressure, then you have the inside. Your own world pressure, pressure right? You, right? So you yeah. don't know what to do. But at the end of the day, right, the only way we're going to move forward as a people is to take care of ourselves mentally. Mm-hmm. Have to. Drinking, smoking, you can do that at parties, whatever, but should if be, that's your medicine, be, it should be for leisure. Yeah. It shouldn't be for you to feel right. better. Right. I went, about I went through like a two, three week period last year that I was drinking every day. And I looked, I looked at myself and I was like, I broke down in the middle of the mall mm. for my wife. And I was like, yo, I, she didn't know. And I was like, this oh, is she didn't know you she, were drinking. She didn't know I was drinking. I would, I would, I would pour liquor in a little bottle and take it to me for work. Oh, that's scary. Ooh. Right. That would have opened the whole yeah. new life. And I was like, bro, and it, so, it something just hit me. And we went in the park a lot in the mall, and I broke down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want to be this way. And then she started talking to me. And then I, I went to a therapy session. and was talking together and stuff. And, you know, thank God I, I didn't have to do it anymore. But right. it's a real thing where you're like, yo, I need to be strong for my family. I need to be strong for my people. Mm-hmm. But I'm feeling this way. And the only way that I get tired is, is with the liquor, with, the, with sex, with... With, mm. with, with mm. anything else, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of actually facing that because that becomes hard. And dealing. But it's also the underlining of like, like you say, the the way we grew up or the way we were raised was you deal with it, you don't need to You're go okay. to therapy, you're fine. Pray about it. Pray about the, it, oh, this, that's this, my and that. And we think that even if you, like some, you know the whole, this is me, take me as I am. Yeah. I don't believe I in don't, that. You don't have, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm me and... I'm going to be aggressive and I'm going to be this and I'm going to be that. And it is what it is. Right. But growing up, it was never like, oh, something is wrong. It was, well, that's like your mother. You're like your father. So it's the norm. So like you're drinking and you're smoking and you're partying. And to you, it's natural because you don't even know that there's actually something really wrong. Yeah. We were exposed to that since (laughs) we were younger. Absolutely. Growing up. The, all the parties we went to, everything like that. Yeah, I was going to say, when you said you were drinking every day, yeah. I was going to stop you and be like, that's all you saw. Yeah, the environment yes. where he grew up, yeah, and yeah. I'm not specifically talking about his family, which yeah. that, I, I never knew your home. Yeah, yeah. But like the friends, the friends of, like the family of friends that we had. You know, that's what we, that's what we, we saw. were. They were alcoholics, yeah. and that's how we handled things, and that's like how you deal with a bad day at work. And my mother was an alcoholic, a... and my father was like that, so that's what... I knew to deal with it, but I'm so happy that like I was able to see outside of myself. That's a yeah, you and, should be. It was like that's know? exciting. You know what I knew was a problem when I when I would get stressed and I would crave a drink. That's when you knew it was an issue. When you're stressed and this sentence comes out your mouth like, "Yo, I just need a drink." I might just have an issue. Nah, because that becomes a, a pattern, a mechanism. Mm-hmm. If you're telling yourself, "I need a drink," every time you stress. Your brain gets programmed and trained to think mm-hmm. that way. So now every time you stress, you reach in like, all right, yeah, I'm just going to take a drink. Mm-hmm. So in our community, we need to get better at that. How do you, you talked about that. It was very, yesterday was a tough day because yeah. you lashed out on your kids. I hate the term co-parenting because you're married. Yeah. But how do you and your wife parent knowing that you have? So like in a moment like yesterday, yeah. when you lashed out at your kids, 
and she says to you, sometimes I don't know how to talk to you. What does the reflection of that conversation turn into action for the kid, right? So, I'll tell you exactly what it looked like. After I lashed out, she went to both rooms, made sure they were all right because they were crying. And she literally broke it down for me. Like, I'm scared to talk to you sometimes about stuff. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but your son is afraid to talk to you about some, some stuff. And yesterday was the first day that I ever cried in front of my son. They need to see that. So I, was I, 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 I held him and I started crying. Like, yo, I am sorry. Oh, you cry? You're not a man <laughs> right? Oh, my God. So I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I explained my issues and, and to my daughter as well. And But I, I'm happy that she's woman enough and i know it's hard for her but she checks me on that like yo you're damaging your son by doing that and i understand you got issues but you have to be mindful of what you're doing it's going to make him harder to to speak out and as a man that i didn't grow up without a father i grew up without a father like he wasn't there i never wanted to damage my kids that shit made me break down crying Mm -hmm. and i grabbed him and i cried hard as hell and it was hard for me to do that in front of him um but i'm happy i did because he's seen that side of me but it was definitely um, I feel the same. I there are moments where and Lisa is currently living with me. It's great. She's been like awesome. She's been like the life partner that I I literally don't need a man anymore. Like I just need my friends to be available at all times, and then I can fuck someone randomly. Um, but there are times where she sees me lash out on my kid, and she goes, "You don't have to be that hard." And she, I come back and yeah. I'm like, well, no, you don't know because yeah. of course my favorite line, you're not a mom yeah. and you don't know why I'm mad and she should have done this. And she reminds me of like, but your daughter has her own personality. Further than that and more importantly than that, she has her own mental shit. So not meaning like a disability, awesome. but like she has her own mind. And so if I'm spewing negativity or lashing out over something that could be so small, in her brain that is still developing, I am creating some of these behaviors that we grew up and we turned into, oh, well, I see them drink honey when it's a rough day. Well, I see that when my mom's upset, I have to scream. So now she's a screamer at school. She's a screamer to a future partner. I, oh, my my friends do a really good job at checking me. No, but that's good though. You my need, friends you do a really like good. That. Yeah, no, absolutely. You need people like that. Oh, I checked them the fuck back. Like, no, I need people we do. like that. Like I was telling you before, I got my arrogant side. Right? I don't know anything about that. I can be that. a little arrogant at times, right? So I need people to be able to check you me. You lucky we're on the mic and mm-hmm. I can talk my shit. <laughs> you lucky, nigga. So I need people like that. So the fact that my wife, my wife checks me and my brother checks me, like, yo, my, right, one of the reasons why I'm on here, one of the reasons why I talk. Is the mic on? It fell off his shirt. Um, I got it. So one of the reasons why I do podcasts, so I talk a lot, is my brother checked the shit out of me one day. Mm-hmm. He goes, Ellis, people see you as a leader. People appreciate the fact that you're open to talk about this stuff. So you need to do it more because it's not about you, right? It's a bigger picture. It's a bigger picture. So having people in your life that's going to check you on stuff is important. So the fact that your friends do that, that's an oh, asset. Because if you don't have people that like, yo, depression especially, if nobody's checking you, you can you, be in a fog of depression for yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And wake up, and it's been 10 years later that your life went nowhere. And right? you just yeah. went through the motion. So having that people in your life that's going to be like, yo, all right, it's been two years. Yeah, let's get it together. Yeah, let's get it together. Like, what, what, what's some concrete things we can do to make that happen? Mm-hmm. So, what does your game plan with your wife look like? What do you mean? So in, in depressive states, or when you finally decided, I'm going to go get help, did you guys sit down and say, okay, 
Uh, besides the logistics, right? right? On Tuesday, I'm not going to be available because yeah. I have a therapy session, whatever. Besides that, do you guys like sit down and say, do you go back to her? And you don't have to, right? Yeah, this no, is no, therapy. No, no, no. Do you go back to her and say, this is what I discovered. Yep. We went through the session and I, un I unmasked this layer and this is really tough for me. And I know that it can affect me in this way, which will affect, you. like, do y'all do that homework of bridging what a therapist is saying to you and how it functions in your household? Or do you just kind of like deal with things on your own and like, you tell her, but like you deal with things on so your own. So I, I tell her, but it's funny, a lot of things I think when I tell her, she kind of realized a long time ago and kind of let myself do it, figure it out. But it, I don't think we do any concrete, like, oh, this is how we're gonna tackle or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just I'm know, the opposite. Right? So I just know that she's, for me, when I, I fall, right? So with So for me, one of the things that I, never made it a thing to discuss what happened at therapy. Yeah. For me, it you was... You know, it has to come from them. Not, That's not a thing. Even, yeah. even, even... It's very personal. Even, so, like, the question that you asked, like, do you guys talk about, oh, at therapy, I, this layer, you know, I figured this out and I figured that out. Um, I don't know. I mean, you're married. For yeah. me, it was different. But it was never a... Like, she would... She would get home and never talk about anything that was ever discussed. And was that hard for you? No. I would be mortified. Absolutely not. No, no, I need to know. No, not I, I need to. I don't. Not I need to know like your deep dark secrets. Yeah. But like, if therapy is something that's meant to help my partner, I want to be able to help my partner. Or are they feeling like they're getting there? Because they can go to therapy and not say shit. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. be counterproductive, and that's yeah, two hours. Right. Did right. you feel that this? I could see I could see that it was working. Okay. So I didn't have to question anything. You know what I mean? And and I I almost took it as I took it as this is in that time, this is a you thing. You know, like now if she said, Oh, I'm not in the mood today, then that's when the question would be, Well, why? You know, what's going on? Are you just having a, you know, is it a day where you just don't feel like doing nothing like normal, you know, like everyone does? Mm -hmm. Or is it a day where you're like, I'm in my head and I just can't go. I can't get out. Right. I can't dig myself out That's of this That's when hole. it would be like, but you have to. You know what I mean? Like, figure it out. It, it's, man, relationships and mental health is a very hard balance in life, right? So in, in a thing like counseling. And it's unfair to think that it should be balanced. Oh, yeah, no, but... Anybody that comes and into what a do you, Why would you say you think it's unfair that it needs to be balanced? No, no, no. When he says it's a balancing act, right? Like, I put myself in my shoes. So that's well, what you're saying. It doesn't have to be, like, perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's always going to be. It's okay it being, yeah. like I said earlier, 80-20, 100-0, 50-50, 60-40. Like, no, that's not what it's that, never going to be. Mean. It's never going to be, like, and I think that's Those are two very difficult things in, in general, on their own. I think relationships fail a lot because we have that idea, like, shit's going to be perfect. Bro, it's not. It's Listen. not. Listen. But I can say, it's not. <laughs> right. Even without the mental health, it's not. Right. And you have to realize that people are difficult to be around. People are difficult to deal with because we all got our own stuff. Yeah. We're all different, right? too. So when it comes to my therapy session, she'll never, like, blatantly ask, like, what, what you guys yeah. discuss? Like, oh, how was it? Right, and then she knows that I'm comfortable enough to open up for her stuff, and I, right. I talk to her, but she never like because I think that she knew a lot of this stuff already. She mm -hmm. kind of made me kind of figure it out on myself because I can be difficult if you bring it up to me. Oh, this is the reason. I'm like, nah, you crazy, right? 
So I'm lucky. I'm I'm lucky in that point where she kind of knows me enough to know when things. Has there been a layer that you discovered in therapy that you knew you had to tell her about? Yeah, it's gonna sound funny though. Like, uh, um, I hate amusement parks. I hate being in amusement parks. I hate being in like any like area with like a lot so of many stuff people. going on. And my therapist said that it's part of it might be because jealousy of my kids. And the reason why I said that is a lot of people in the projects didn't know, and you probably didn't know. My childhood wasn't great. Right? My mother was an alcoholic. It was times where I had holes in my sneakers, where I barely had clothes in my closet. Um, so my childhood was really rough. So he thinks that when I'm taking my kids to these fun places and and things you like that, didn't that get to have it. yeah, that my childhood is your childhood. That a part of a part of me is jealous of them. So that's why that's I'm angry. Crazy. I, you know, I take my kids traveling. I take them to amusement parks. I buy whatever. You don't think about that because you can never sit there and think yeah. that I'm jealous I would of my kids. Jealous, jealous of my, my kids, kid. but I'm pissed off. I give them these elaborate birthday parties and all this other stuff that I never had, and I'm pissed off the whole time. And my therapist like deep down inside, the, the childhood party was jealous mm. because you see that like I I would have holes You're in my sneakers. <laughs> I would have holes in my sneakers with a point where my socks was coming out. Or I would look in my closet and it'd be like three things there. My mother's passed out on the couch for hours and I'm thinking she's dead. And my kids have this great life. So my therapist straight told me like you get jealous of them. Subconsciously. But you can't tell yourself that. But that's why you're so, so angry. When we take them to these fun places, I never, you know, I'll be pissed off. Like, I can hate it here. I don't want to be here. Why am I here? Like, this is stupid. It's not the typical parent pissed yeah, off. That no, I don't want to like, walk. And fuck nah, these drinks straight. are $20. <laughs> You're angry. I'd be heated, bro. Like, heated. And I had to tell him, like, he told me, and it made sense. Like, you jealous of your kids. Because they you they have the life that you wish you had growing up. So yeah, then you... Provided them, yeah. Right. So there's a level of pride that yeah. you should take. Like, yeah. oh, wait, but... I understood Lola. that. Um... So you ran home that day and said, "Yeah, I told her that, babe. This is why to therapy." Tell me, she was like, "Oh, she, mm-hmm. yeah, she didn't no. know that one. She didn't know that one." No, okay. <laughs> yeah. But then she said the same thing that you said, like, "But you're provided on with this. You should be proud of that." So yeah, that in, your childhood affects the fact that you have some of these issues and that you're mm-hmm. jealous of your kids. But that's also why you strive to, to be better. To be better because you don't want them to have no, that I don't, man. Like it's but then it makes tough. you angry because you're like, why couldn't, why couldn't my parents do work this hard? I broke down you hit the nail on the head. I broke down crying because I see the love that I have for my children. I see what I provide for my children. And I'm like, why couldn't they? Like, why didn't, why didn't they love me enough to be able to do that for me? Mm-hmm. And I broke, I straight broke down. Like hard because it's like I I wanted to be loved right, and I love my kids so much. But I couldn't have done the same. Have you um have you ever had a conversation with your parents (laughs) about that? So my father died when I was eight, but my mother I tried, but she does this manipulative thing where if I bring up anything serious, she'll stop crying and getting emotional because she knows I'll stop. One day she That's faked, when I, an alcoholic Yeah, does. one day I, I she faked you collapsed in stopping shop in front of everybody and <laughs> you know, I was trying to bring stuff up. Yeah, I had, I had somebody faint on Christmas. That's yeah. how she gets out of it. Yeah, That's how she gets out of it. So when I try to bring it up to her, it's always like she stops her with crying and tears and, and that's a soft spot for me, right? Like I, 
I can't get by that. But Karen, like my wife always tells me, like you need to talk to her about it because it does affect you more than you think. You need to have that conversation with her. So it's definitely something I'm working on. I get it. Um, well, so knowing that potentially talking to your mom might be hard because she's not okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is the homework that you're doing to understand your childhood and why you are the way that you are and so how to stop it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so, like you're not going to be able to get that conversation with your mom, probably, yeah, yeah. right? So, like, what are we doing to, like, empty that? From, is, is it more therapy? Is it talking to your wife about it? It's not only talking to therapists, but actually talking to my siblings. I'm the baby in the house, right? So my, my brother broke down. My brothers break down a lot of stuff that happened to me, and they validate a lot of it. And they've done a lot of the work that I'm doing now, therapy and stuff like that. So they definitely well, give all me, of you. Yeah. So, Cheers to your brother. So they gave me advice about how to maneuver that. And I just have to realize, like, yes, you had a bad childhood. Yes, these things happened. But look at the amazing things that you was able to accomplish, even with all this baggage. So I'm trying to allow myself to enjoy that, allow myself to be proud of that. Because diagnosed, that means medically. Yep. You, it's not you're saying I'm depressed yep. or it's diagnosed. Um, does it run in your family? Yes. My mother, Did your family deal with it? My mother, I remember coming home at like nine, no, maybe 11? Yeah, 11 to, to ambulances outside of my apartment building because she tried to kill us. Oof. I'm, I remember that. So she dealt with it. Uh, my brother, he, he has PTSD because he was a war, but he also has depression. My other brother has bipolar disorder and depression. So it definitely runs in my family. So. Would you ever put your kids in therapy just to just 100%. to have them, just so for them to have a space to like 100%. talk? So I'm, I'm thinking about doing that now. Now that my son's about to be a teenager, I know things about to change. Mm -hmm. My daughter's 11. The world's going to challenge him on yes. what does it look like to be a man, So I'm definitely a black man. Them. Yeah, so I'm definitely thinking about doing that for them because I know it's helped me. And if they can kind of understand their emotions better than I understand their emotions. I'm really emotionally immature still. Right, so if I can help them, fooled me. Yeah, if I can, if I can help them understand themselves better than maybe I can personally. Yeah. What do these conversations look like with your kids? So, like, if you see your kid having a really rough day, I try to ask them. And you remember being that yeah. age, right? Cause this is one of my my favorite lines, and I hate that I'm saying this out loud, but it comes from my mom. Mm -hmm. Cause like, nobody wants to be like their mom. Yeah. Um, well, my mm -hmm. favorite line is she always hits me with the "You've been her age, she's not your age." No, I, so like, yes. Does my, yeah. I have expectations of my daughter, but like she doesn't process like my 31 year old brain does so I right I've been there done that so does it When they're having a really really bad emotional day Do you retract to the man that goes to therapy and understands that emotions are hard to express that understands that you didn't have a way to get it out and you're compassionate or are you Alice, man, who snaps. Man, it, it can go both ways, just to be real. Uh, it can go both ways. Like, I think both ways are needed so they don't think you're yeah, soft. Yeah, it can go both ways. Like, I've, I've had times where like, I try real hard to ask them about their emotional state, how they're doing. And they sometimes open up, sometimes don't. And then other times I find myself being a little rough because like, they, your childhood is nowhere compared to how mine was. But I understand, like, I got to not do that. Like, I can't compare my childhood to theirs. At all, because right? they come with different levels they come of with different yeah. levels, stresses. Right? I might not, I'm not the easiest dad to have. Like, I know that, so I know they got their own challenges. So I'm still working on the best way to do it. And as they're getting older, it's going to be more difficult because they are going to have their own life outside of the house. Mm -hmm. so. How did you find a therapist? I was just lucky, man. I just made an appointment and turned and out that it was a good 
That's black dope. therapist. I was, I was <laughs> lucky. It was just like, I showed up and it was a black dude. I was like, word. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> the code switch. Yeah, real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You went from a handshake to death. Yeah, <laughs> Getting the, the Obama shoulder joint, right? Um, I have a hard time. I had a hard time finding a therapist. I'm still, it's something I'm working on. I had like this random twig little white man. I'm like, you don't know what it's yeah, like to be yeah. a Hispanic mom. You need mom. somebody who can relate to you. Yeah, who I can see myself They don't in know them. what it is to have a chancla come from across the room. <laughs> or having to snatch the broomstick from your mom because you wasn't getting Dude, I done called the cops three times. One more time. Mom. <laughs> right. Go to LinkedIn. 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 Have you ever understood your mother's trauma? 100%. Now that I'm older... I'm starting to. Like so I, she's had conversations like I, with you I, where she tells you yeah, about her. Like I know she's been molested when she was younger. Oof. I know she didn't come from her mother was emotionally unstable. I know that. Yeah. Right? So her mother had bipolar disorder or something like that as well. So I know she didn't have the easiest childhood. But where some of my resentment and pain came from, like, yeah, your childhood wasn't good too. Why would you wish that on me? Like why would you give me that as well? Like mm-hmm. I I love this woman with all my heart, right? And it hurts because she hurt me. Like, yo, she Yeah, so- but if she came home, <laughs> You were lucky to bury out of your hole. She's still in there. I think that as a child who has a a parent that suffers from bipolar, depression, anxiety, all of that, um, I always say my mom, I'm proud of my mom because she has grown up with her kids. Um, my mom has been able, and she's not perfect. There's days that I call her out on her things, mm-hmm. and like we have a relationship where like I can do that, and she doesn't. You're the kid, yeah, you know. Sure. But I'm also 33 years old now. Like it was a different thing when I was 18 versus to now, um, and I think that you, as a parent, and the way that you're acknowledging that like you have mental health that you're handling, the way that you react always think before you react yeah it's like that really in and obviously yeah. as we sometimes we aren't we that, yeah. I, I can go from here to here yeah. like that no way but um a lot of the times kids are like they look up to their parents that's what the, the that's what the world is yeah, your no, parents are supposed to take care of you they're supposed to be this they're supposed to be that but the world doesn't understand that like you're still, hu- you're human. You're, you're still to- learning and learning. I got three, I got three. 18, gonna You need be to 13. introduce yourself yeah. real quick. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna walk in in the middle I'm of the room. I'm sorry, session. Go I'm Viviana, Viviana, N-Y-B-I-A-N-A. Handle uh, on IG is N-E-E-V-E-E-A-N-N-A. And I'll be posting everybody's links for all the pages. Yeah, no, it's I'll just, be posting it's just all the me Viviana, but yeah. you know, I, when you look into the dictionary and it busts it down how to pronounce it, it's N-E-E-V-E-E-A-N-N-A. But I have three girls, all girls. How old are you? I'm 32. I have my first. Single and mingle and <laughs> all the things. Ray, be a hup. No, so. <laughs> That's acceptable and true. No, so, but um, three girls. Yeah. All right, I come from a background that is similar to yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't come from much. Yeah. Um, not much education as well. My mom, same thing. Drug addict. Um, she was addicted to re- uh, heroin, yeah. went, dropped that drug, and took liquor, right? Alcohol. And hers was just like, after work, 
If you drink every day after work, you're an alcoholic. And she, will, function, alcoholic. and she would Just call herself call that all yeah. the time. Function like, I'm functioning. Yeah. Uh, to this day, right now, I don't talk to my mom. Yeah. And I have no problem not talking to my mom because she plays victim in her life. Mm-hmm. And she's very toxic. Okay? She's toxic to me and those around her and my children. Although my children love her dearly, some of them, the others, one of them gets it. They're like, oh, loving from a distance. I see okay. why you don't get along with your mom. Yeah. And for her to say that was like, oh, I'm assuming you, that's your oldest. No, she, oh. she, it was my middle one, mm. and my middle one was about like ten when she had said that because I didn't talk to my mom for a while. She comes into Boston. She, she moved out. She lived in Florida. She comes to visit. And she needed a place to stay. And I'm like, okay, this is my mom. Let me put all the bullshit aside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I only, you only get one mom. Let me try. Yeah. And then I worked nights and she was aggravating me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, look, I could deal with this a little bit. Mom, get out. I know when to get up. Like, yeah. I don't, you wasn't waking me up for, for work for a long time. Like, yeah. I got this. And uh, one day she saw the relationship I had with my sister that's not her daughter, my father, that they're mm. not together. Yeah. Um, and saw the bond we had and we shared. And it was my daughter's graduation. I got off of work at night. I went straight to the graduation. We're going out for a graduation dinner for eighth grade graduation. And she decides not to come in. Okay, drama drama queen, we're gonna leave you in the car then. Yeah. I'll bring you a doggy bag. We're not doing this. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not doing it's this. Not a it's not your not day. Yeah. Yeah. It's not your day. She gets in the car, I'm like, uh, I, the kids already know how I, I work at night, so they know. I'm going home, I haven't slept, I'm going to sleep, I don't want to hear no noise, just, yeah, yeah. this is what we're about to do. So her voice just in the car, it, it, it pinned a, a tune in my ear that is spite. And I'm like, oh, so she's complaining. I'm like, we're not doing this right now. If you want to talk, we could talk in the house, but with the kids back here, I don't do that. Oh, yeah. I don't play that. I filter them out, whether they're not filtered in the world, outside of my home, in home, we are filtered. No, 100%. So I had to kick her out of my car and dead him. I live in Mattapan. I was like, we're not doing Well, that. that's a good question. <laughs> when do we know that a friend, family, partner, somebody who's in a relationship with you, is too toxic what? mentally oh. if they're too toxic right because we have talked about how Yo, beautiful it, it is hard. to have a partner that really holds you down through these things like i know more than anything you would love for your mom to be somebody that you can oh babysit the girls love you dinner is served whatever I see. and she has her issues because what it sounds like is like she has some things in there I, when do we know hard, i think that you have to understand when they take you out your character not only that you have to understand that having anxiety and depression is a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. It is not all of you. Yeah, no, yes. No, 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 no. You have your person. You have your character. You have mannerisms that it's you and nothing's going to change. Change those things. So as a partner, you, under, you know what's a character thing and what's the mental health thing. Right. And it takes a strong person to deal with the mental health. I don't think that, at least for me, in my space, mental health wasn't toxic. Yeah. Because y'all were already dealing. She was doing, and you said her homework was very much her homework, and you were just there as a support system. So I think, like, your question is, how do you know when mental health is toxic? Um, You think that's not... If we're aware that it is existing. It, right. It because becomes toxic it be- when we have parents that are unaware and never been yeah. to therapy. And don't and deal with it. 
And so that's feel. my opinion, yeah. Okay. So for me. Oh, we made an agreement. So, so <laughs> wow, we did good. Because we usually got you a lot of When it was affecting my mental health, that's when I had to kind of take a step back. And my wife used to be sad every time I talked to my mother on the phone because she could see my mood instantly. Like, so you've broken away from your mom. So I don't that's talk to her as much. I used to be over there every weekend, whatever. Now you I were do, really close yeah, to your mom. Now when I do what I can. Like, I, I'll drop off money, I'll drop off food, I'll do whatever I can. I'm not going to let her starve, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to put myself in that. I'm not going to put myself in her orbit because I know. What she does affects me. It affects my children. They say that when fruit is molding, whatever is around it will catch that mold. And that is in your household. It can be your mother. It can be your father. It can be your grandparent. It could be your brother, your uncle. And you don't don't choose your family. But you could choose how you... Deal with them. Function with and them. And how you let them affect you. So I know you. that, like, I'm going to deal with it when I'm, I'm solid mentally because I can take the hits, right? Mm-hmm. But when I'm in one of those falls of depression, I'm not picking up no phone. Because I know it's going to make me spiral even more. It's mm-hmm. going to make me feel like shit about myself. It's going to be whatever. So it's just all about learning how to deal with certain people at a certain time. I'm never going to give my all to her again because I know it's going to mess me up mentally. Mm-hmm. I'm going to deal with her when I'm able to deal Did with her. Did you ever feel business. like you were trying to fight for your mother more than she was ever trying to fight for herself? No, 100%. My mother died twice last year. She got diagnosed with lymphoma and she had a heart condition. She was in the hospital for about a year. I visited her every other day, whatever. She gets out the hospital. Thank God she stops drinking, right? But I, I come home, she's smoking a cigarette. I'm like, so Ma, I was stressed, scared that I was gonna get that call and every you're still day that not you caring died, enough. but you don't care enough yeah. that I was stressed, my kids are stressed, that you sitting here smoking right in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, don't. Because it's But then you can't take that on, yeah, on yeah, yourself. No, yeah. And you took that on, yeah, right? Did. By yeah. having that get you mad, yeah. you took that on. But for her, it's like, I could die today. I'm gonna enjoy this cigarette. But don't piss me off. She had the nerve to ask me to go buy her some cigarettes. But I also d- it's like, well, that's when it's toxic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's when it's so toxic. So I, I was like, to me, then I, I have to, I have to be double advocate. Yeah, yeah, I have to be double advocate. Yes, it is toxic. It's a little <laughs> fucked up, right? It's yes. like, it's, it's helping the bulimic girl throw up. Yeah, we get it. It's toxic. But on the flip side, you understand how she has her own issue. 100%. So then. And you have your issues and you're dealing. She's never dealt. She's never done the homework. So, like, she doesn't realize how sick, not physically, how sick she really is. So, it's like, is she really being toxic? Not by choice. It's our choice to make, to to label someone toxic. Yeah, but that's why it's my choice. As soon as she said that, I left. Okay. So, she was like, give me some cigarettes. I was like, yeah, it's about time to go. And Karen was like, my wife was like, yeah, we just got here. I was like, yeah, I know, but I, I forgot I had something to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just, I decided to, to distance myself from that because I know what that could have been. I could have, like I said, my mood swings are bad. Like, I could have flipped out, but I was just like, I'm not going to let you it get to me. You controlled your reaction. I'm not. I'm right. not going to let it get to me. I'm going to go on about my merry day. I'm going to go have a good time with my kids. It's the weekend. We're going to chill. Because I was like, I felt like, you really going to ask me to go get you something I just told you not to do? Like, what are you doing? Right? So I was just like. Nah, hurt so people, hurt people. She didn't know she was hurting you, but she's hurt. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's... all that Okay, here's what I'm taking out of this podcast because I think we can go on for hours. I think you need to come back. I need to have you on an episode where I have a whole bunch of black men. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a thing. Maybe a therapist. I'll work on that. Um, 
What I'm taking out of it is not to be embarrassed to go get help. Yeah, no, don't, don't, don't be embarrassed. That, that's something we can agree across the it table. It takes a strong yeah. person to get help, not the opposite. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cheers to that. And, and it's that, okay to get help as a partner to try to be able to understand the yeah. ins and outs and the dynamics you. of Bitch, she's the whole host. Where go ahead. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you want the best for your partner, then you also gotta do the homework. Yeah. If you feel like you can't handle it, it's okay. This is why you not. have to take your time <laughs> yeah. picking your life partner. Take your time because everything feel all good when you're in the bedroom naked. Right. <laughs> But when you gotta pick the maybe pedals, not. When you gotta pick the pedals and get to the brain, is that brain even gonna be nah, valuable enough? Absolutely. You know? Like so, so, get help. Care about yourself to get get enough help. Don't feel like you're weak because you need help. But also, work on loving yourself is yeah. something I heard you say. A yeah, few I'm times. still working on that. Mm-hmm. That's the, one of the hardest things, but it's one, one of the most important things. You gotta mm-hmm. look in the mirror and say, "I love that person." Mm-hmm. So, what is it that you do now? You can tell folks now. Now I gotta plug you in, yeah, right? It's yeah, so a so. professional podcast. So, <laughs> oh so, um, what is it that you're doing to help move this conversation and initiate the conversation? So, I'm being extremely transparent with my struggle. So, mm-hmm. on my social media, on Reddit, or whatever, finding others. Um, I show them my ups, I show them my downs, I show them everything in between, and the reason why I do it because I realize it's not about me. So how do you show it? Like, do you do a story and videos. You, you do videos? I pick up the phone as soon as I feel it. Straight in literally. the moment. Literally, like, I'm, I feel that fog hitting me, something's hurting me right now, I'm gonna talk right in the, in the camera. But I'm also gonna show that other side when I'm having a good time because I don't want people with depression that feel like they always depressed. Right, right. It's a balance, right? But I'm always gonna give you both sides. If I'm having a good time with my family, we in Florida somewhere, you're gonna see that. Mm -hmm. But if I can't get out of bed or I can't deal with something or whatever and I feel like I'm gonna break down cry, you're gonna see that too because it can feel lonely like you're dealing with by yourself. What has been the reaction to that? So this has been going on now for a year on my social media. I've seen you follow you. It's been crazy. It's been a little overwhelming. Don't, don't, don't. Toot your own horn, my nigga. Tell what, what are people saying? <laughs> so I, I had this one person, a couple people actually told me that if it wasn't for my videos, they wouldn't be able to live them. Oh, wow. wow. That's deep. So when yeah. people tell me stuff like that, like I take it personal. Like I know I need to keep pushing this conversation Doing forward the because there's people that's actually looking to me for motivation. I've had people that tell me that they love me with all their heart because I helped them get through their day to day. And they don't even know you. And they don't even know me. Like I had this, I had people from Germany that want to do a conference call with me just to hear my voice talk to them. And I, I don't, that's I, I don't dope. take that for granted. <laughs> right. like, yes. I don't take that for granted. Like, I take that really personally and seriously because I know I got to keep pushing forward because it's not about me only. It's about other people. And it's also for breaking. But business. it is about you first. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You, you gotta can't heal sure within. First. You can't heal nobody else. Nobody so. can't help nobody else if you ain't helped. Even like, your own kids. Yeah. You can't. You can't mm-hmm. pour from an empty cup. Not at all. But I'm extremely proud of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you too. We are working on events, right? So he yeah. confessed to me that he's trying to do an event for for uh, young men that didn't grow up with fathers. So, so we're bringing professionals them. to talk to them. I want to surround them with men that look like them that are doing positive things in there. I want to be a big part yeah. of this. Can you like really tackle yeah, that? I was going to say, yeah, me too. Because I work in my community. That's what it is. Yeah. And um, it's full of youth. So nah, I would definitely. love, yeah. love I'm that. I'm trying to um, talk to young girls who were who are mothers because the team mom i had my first kid at 14 so i want to talk to them i'll be a resource that's and good because you realize it's not just about you like mm-hmm. i was telling her a story my first interview i had to learn how to tie a time video i didn't have a father to teach me that you know how many times i cut off my mustache for shaving because i had nobody teach me that really like real talk so stuff like that i've seen you yeah you've seen me <laughs> 
So stuff I used like to think that, he was so cute. No, stuff like that. It, it, uh, Protect my fashion. It, it, it helps. So young men, especially young black or Spanish men, they need to see other men that look like them that's doing something positive. Somebody that can actually reach out and touch and ask questions yeah. and no judgment mm-hmm. that can guide them. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to So this is coming soon, guys. Yeah. I will always be promoting and helping my friends yes. push better messages. Yes. Uh, this is not one of your typical Franny rap episodes. Right. Right. But it's actually one of the typical conversations that happen a lot in my personal home. We talk about how we can help each other and what does it look yeah. like. I am extremely proud that you're yeah. voicing your struggles, that you're proud using you them too. to move forward, that you are an amazing dad, Thank a you. great husband. Thank you. Oh, you a whole husband. <laughs> husband. <laughs> um, I'm extremely proud. Lisa, thank you so much for being here. Her friend in the background that everybody heard, she here, she here. She had a little thing to say, but we not to expose no names until she's ready. And Iviana, who's going to record another episode I'm coming here. up next. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely be listening to that as well. Yeah, you got to know how to date a big girl. God. Um, <laughs> well, you've dated, you've yeah. been with one for 13 yeah. years. Yeah. He got it down packed. Maybe we'll take some notes from him. But let's continue this conversation. Please remember that the Anchor app has a voice messaging system where you can leave me any questions that you have for me or any of my guests. You can leave me any comments. If you agree with us, agree. If you don't agree, let me know. Let's talk. I will be recording an episode where I get back to everyone's voice message. um, And that will be posted on Instagram, Facebook, and Anchor. Um, You can find me at In True Franny Fashion on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, which I don't know how to use, but don't I have one. And if you ever want to be a guest of the show, in Fashion at gmail.com. Where can they reach you? Uh, finding Ellis. All one word. All, finding Ellis, all one word on all platforms. And then Rihanna's fucking cool as shit, and you need to follow her on all of her platforms. Can she be popping, though? Pop, I've been wanting her. <laughs> I want to be her when I grow I, up. Right. <laughs> And you I'm not that late. I'm not that late. I swear. On the next episode. But where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, um, Neviana. It's N E E V E E A N N A. I know it's a lot. It's a force. Help me find a new name if you if you find anything <laughs> creative. Let me know. But you can like find it. me on Facebook. It's Neviana Cologne. N Y V I A N A C O L O N. And Twitter. I don't know my name yet, but I got you. I will be posting everything with links and all that stuff. Me and Lisa are doing the same thing, showing people what we're talking about when we talk about Niviana. So, um, in true Franny fashion, this has been a great conversation. Thank you guys all for being here. And until next time, we'll continue the chat.